After a week-long hiatus, we are back. Now, a lot of stuff has happened since then. Let's see. Um, see, for one thing, AC is coming back. The King is back. The King is back. Alex Cora has been rehired back as the Red Sox on-field manager. So he is back. He is back, folks. And Notre Dame knocked off the number one team in the country, Last Saturday against Clemson in a double overtime thriller, a game for the ages, a game where even in these COVID-19 times, the fans are running onto the field after the win and don't give a crap about COVID-19. You know what? This is a huge win in program history. Let's go out there and celebrate. Yeah, a lot of stuff has happened. Yeah, Yeah, a lot of... Well, a lot of not great stuff too. Yeah, some stuff, some stuff good, some stuff bad. Yeah, Patriots finally won a game against the Jets. Well, they squeaked by the Jets. Yeah, a team that they should have like beaten up really hardly, but still. But you know what? A win is still a win, and we'll take it. It's been a while since a team Patriots team that's been un- underperforming, especially their offense and defense underperforming this for like four games straight, and finally they were able to win one out against a god-awful New York Jets team, a historically god-awful New York Jets team. Yeah. So very good. It's a lot of stuff. So, yeah, intro, welcome to the Roy Rooters Podcast, your hub for your nine-time World Series champion, Boston Red Sox, your six-time Super Bowl champion, New England Patriots, your 17-time NBA champion, Boston Celtics. Your six-time Stanley Cup champion, Boston Bruins. Your 11-time national champions in football, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Your probably 51-time Scottish Premier League champion, uh, Celtic football. We might be changing that a little bit too. I mean, yeah, we'll still keep it, but we're going to add a little bit more. We'll get into later why. Um, your six-time uh, English Premier League champion Chelsea football and your men, Gonzaga men's basketball team, your Wright State or Wright State baseball team, and your five-time national champions in college hockey, the Boston College Eagles. All right, I'm your host Tom O'Shea, also known as the Junkyard Dog, also known as the T.O. Swiggins, and you can't change that. Whoo! All right, a week long hiatus. Last time we talked was Halloween night. Yeah, I was handing out candy or in the process of handing out candy. Yeah, all right. So, yeah, week-long hiatus. Yeah, an election happened, and I was kind of thinking that, too. I felt like I was just taking the week off just because, just because I just wanted to take a week off, stuff like that. But kind of thinking about with the election coming up or with the election happening that week, I kind of thought, yeah, it wouldn't have been bad to take a week off. Yeah, so... It's kind of looking like we might have a new president, but 
one candidate, Trump, is deciding he wants to recount and like see if there was a vote of fraud and stuff like that. And you know me by now. And at best, I'm a libertarian. I'm a libertarian. I think both parties stink, and I really don't see. But um, I am a registered Republican on my uh, voter uh, registration. It is, yeah. So, yeah. So I kind of did vote for Trump in this election, or did vote for Trump in this election. I know that might lose some viewers, but who cares? Yeah. You know, I'm just going to say I did vote for Donald Trump in this election. Yeah. yeah. So, but I won't be obnoxious about it. I won't be obnoxious about it. You know what? Whoever wins, he is still my commander. They will still be my commander in chief. I will salute them and support them against enemies of our country, domestic and foreign. Yeah. Some policies I might not agree with them on, but they are still my president. That's what I got to say, depending on how this and it might go on for a while, especially if Trump's wanting a recount and like some of these like contested uh swing states. It might take a while. So we might not really get a official winner until maybe December, maybe even later. Yeah. So this might go on for months. Yeah. Hopefully it's done by inauguration day. Yeah. <laughs> about to say, imagine if imagine if we uh, go into inauguration day and there's still in the south this that would be actually kind of funny <laughs> um i don't know maybe I'm a little bit serious but kind of funny um so yeah um so yeah oh yeah, yeah. all right um so yeah so yeah but i did see a lot of like Biden supporters are declaring biden the winner but i feel like it's too close to call still so it's your opinion it's your opinion all right Enough about politics. This is a sports podcast. All right. So a lot of stuff has happened. Alex Cora is coming back to the Red Sox. Notre Dame knocked off Clemson. As we said, the number one team in the nation to the point that the fans are rushing the field after the win. Yeah. In these COVID-19 times. Yeah. And a lot of stuff happened. Yeah. Patriots finally won a game. They finally won a game. Yeah, after losing four straight. Yeah, to a historically god-awful New York Jets team. All right, let's get into uh, let's get into the scores. So where did we leave off? Where did we leave off at? Go. Here we are. All right, so last time we checked. All right, so here we are. So actually, we actually got some other news, too. Um J.D. Martinez has decided that he is not opting out of his contract with the Red Sox. So he's going to stay out for possibly his last year on his contract. So he decided to opt in. So, yeah, bring back J.D. Martinez. Bring back J.D. Yeah, just dingers. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And then I did not know this at the time, but then until game or match day, Celtic football did play a match against uh, – Aberdeen, and it was a semifinal for the Scottish Cup. So the a game to decide who's going to be in the Scottish Cup final to uh, in like on Christmas week or Christmas Day week or something like that. Yeah, Christmas Day week. All right. So let's go over the score summary. November the first. November the first. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. 
This might take a while. All right. <laughs> so yeah, what I did on my week, well, write a couple of books, yeah. So I will break the elephant in the room here. We are uh, deciding not to, uh, or put the book league standings on hold until, uh, because um, I am waiting for a few other books to, uh, I pre-ordered some books and still waiting for them to arrive via the Kindle. So we might uh, put that off for a while. We're still going to read some books. I'm still going to do some book reports, but book league is on hold temporarily. As I should say, yeah, it is on hold. So if you're thinking you were going to get like a book league standings this, uh, yeah, week, think again, think again, or any, or in the weeks heading up, possibly maybe we'll bring it back February because, um, uh, that's when the last of the books I pre-ordered hat will arrive. So and it's a Kevin Garnett book. It's, this is a new biography that all biography is coming out with. I really want to read it. Yeah, especially since Kevin Garnett was my favorite basketball player growing up, especially when he's playing with the Boston Celtics. That was yeah. – all right, so Celtic football. So they played Aberdeen in the Scottish Cup semifinals, and here we are. So with 18 minutes into the game, Ryan Christie made a goal to make it 2-0 Celtic, and then Muhammad Ensinoe with 23 minutes into the game or in the first half scored a goal for uh, Celtic, and that's where the final score would stand. Celtic win 2 0 against Aberdeen, and they will head to the Scottish Cup final to uh, face uh, Aberdeen. Yeah. So, pretty good. So, if they win this Scottish Cup, it will be their first Celtic football. It will be their first. Come on, come on. Right. It will be their first since. Da, 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 go down. Here we are. Honors. Here we are. It will be their first Scottish Cup since the 2018-2019 season. So it looks like, and I kind of got this a little bit wrong too. So um, I was listening to the Celtic podcast, Celtic football call, podcast called the Celtic Underground. And they were basically talking about like how – Really, the European title is basically kind of like, that should be a priority kind of deal. I don't know. I feel like since I'm a dumb American, I, I kind of figured that the Scottish League Championship was because that's their league. That's their league, the Scottish Premier League. So I thought the Scottish League Championship was kind of like their World Series, Super Bowl. But yeah, well, here's what we'll do. We'll add up how many of these domestic championships they have and the European titles that they have add them up and we'll just go with it there yeah so yeah so let's see 51 scottish league championships 39 scottish cups and 19 scottish league cups and one european cup and that was a uh, last one was like 1967 or yeah something like that yeah hmm yeah, I just felt like I feel like all those tiles are important, but I'm just a dumb American. What do I know, right? About European soccer league. Yeah. Oh well, we'll we'll do what we can. All right. Okay, so let's see other news. So the Patriots played the Bills on November the first. 
And they did have a little bit more fight than they did against the last game they played against uh, the 49ers. But on the last minute drop, on the last drive of the game, Cam Newton could not make, could not get it done. He fumbled the ball in the end zone. Bills recovered, and that was ball game, folks. As the Patriots lose 24 to 21 in a nail biter in um, Buffalo. We'll get into all right. So let's score updates. All right. So here we are. Go ahead and score game summary, play-by-play scoring. All right. So to begin with, the uh, Bills on the board first with a uh, Zach Moss eight-yard run, capped off with a fast kick, make it seven nothing Bills. Then the Patriots got on the board with a field goal to make it seven to three Buffalo. Then 7-6 Buffalo as the score was cut to one as Nick Fole made another field goal with time winding down in the half. And then Bills got on the board again. They even or the they made the score up to six or seven at that time, or six. Eight. Yeah, eight, 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 eight. All right. So Zach Moss went for four, another four-yard run, capped off by a bass kick. Make it 14-6. Buffalo led. And then the Touchdown drought came to an end as Damian Harris ran for 24 or 22 yards and uh, or 24.2 yards, capped off by Cam Newton, two point conversion to Jacoby Myers, make it 14 to 14 tie game. Then the Bills got on the board. Josh Allen ran for two yards, capped off by a fast kick, make it 21 to 14 Bills. And then Cam Newton ran for two yards, capped off by a Nick Fult kick. To make it twenty-two to twenty or twenty-one to twenty-one tie ball game, and then Bass hit or Bass hit a uh, thirty or twenty-eight yard field goal to make it twenty-four to twenty-one Buffalo. That's where the final score would stand. As I told you, Cam Newton and the Patriots made a last-minute drive in the game, but when they got into the when they got to the red zone, Cam Newton fumbled the ball. The Bills recovered and. Yeah, that was all she wrote. 24-21. Patriots fall to, um, let's see, at the time, 2-5. and five. Not great. Yeah. Not good at all. Yeah. So, yeah, I could see, yeah. I mean, and then and that after that game, that did raise questions about Cam Newton's efficiency as a winning quarterback. And that kind of, I was kind of having some doubts, too. Could Cam Newton really make it here in New England? I feel like this might be his last year here or might be his only year here. Because, yeah, he's probably going to get – yeah. I don't know. We can't uh, – yeah. So not a great game. All right. And then news of Martin Perez, decline, or uh, the Red Sox declined Martin Perez's option, so qualifying option, and – or Jackie Bradley Jr.'s option to making them free agents. But I did hear that Jackie Bradley Jr., they did reach out to Jackie Bradley Jr. to want to give him maybe another shot with the Red Sox. So he might possibly still be coming back if we don't decide to go after someone like George Springer. I feel like they might try to go after George Springer, yeah. And then after uh, the game against uh, Dylan Hayes, got a defensive player of the week after his performance, Against uh, Georgia Tech, so well deserved, well deserved. 
Then the Patriots made a trade on Election Day. Who did they get, do you wonder? Did they get A.J. Green? Did they get someone like a Kyle Rudolph? No. They got an unknown wide receiver from the Miami Dolphins called Isaiah Ford, which who has not has played, who has not played a single down with the Patriots so far this year, unless not that I know of. Yeah, I, the last game or a uh, game book that I uh, printed out, um, it kind of looked like they didn't. Yeah, it he didn't play. And then uh, Patriots did claim a uh, defensive tackle uh, Isaiah Mack off of waivers. We really like getting our Isaiahs. I feel like we really do not make any moves. We say we're going to make some moves during the trade deadline, and we decide, eh, nah, we're going to get this. Yeah, I'm talking about all the Boston sports teams. The Red Sox, the Patriots, the Celtics, and the Bruins, they do really come from these trade deadlines. And it's really kind of starting to P.O. me. Yeah, especially when we do need to make a trade. Well, you know, Tom, the best trades that you can make are the best are the trades that don't really happen. Shut up. <laughs> I mean, yes, it is kind of true, but still. I mean, with our struggles, we could really need to deal with a wide receiver right now. A wide receiver right now. And this is probably why Tom Brady left. We're not giving him the offensive weapons that we need. Well, we chased one of the offensive weapons away. We chased around and chased uh, Antonio Brown out of town. Well, he kind of got a little bit got forced out. If none of those sexual allegations, sexual harassment allegations came out against him, I feel like he would still have been playing with the Patriots. I really feel like in my down of hearts, if none of that stuff ever came out about that, about this uh, woman that accused him of sexual harassment, I feel like he would still be playing with the Patriots. I feel like we would be having a parade by now. We would still be the defending. I feel like Tom Brady would still be here if that did not happen. But it did happen. Yeah. All right. So good news, Celtics-related news, Boston Celtics-related news. All right, so it looks like there will be an NBA season starting on December the 22nd as the NBA play Board of Governors and play, and, uh, and Players uh, Union decided to vote yes on the return to play on December the 22nd. So very good, so very good. So there will be basketball starting on December the 22nd. So awesome. All right, some bad news, or uh, Chelsea football related. Looks like Kai Havertz, their top uh, signing this offseason, has tested positive for COVID. So he will be out for two games, or he was scheduled to be out for two games after that. Then Chelsea football um, played uh, Reims for the uh, UEFA uh, Champions League play, and they won. Three to nothing against uh, Reims, the team in France. Monsieur. All right. All right, let's see. Go to Chelsea. How many minutes we got? All right. So they played Reims. All right, so here we are. Timo Warner got a penalty kick with 10 minutes left. And then he got another kick with 41 minutes into the game. Another penalty kick. And then uh, Tammy Hitt. 
Tommy Tammy Abraham got a goal two with 50 minutes left to make it three nothing Chelsea, and that's where the final score would stand. Chelsea win. They uh, proved their record in European League play or Champions League play. So very good, very good. Yeah, making their case for a European Cup or European title. Yeah. And then Celtic played uh, the next day against uh, Sparta Prague in the European League play. And it was not great, folks. Another, this is kind of why Celtic football has not won a European Cup since like 1967. Yeah, almost 50 years. Yeah. Um, they played Sparta Prague and they lost to a really inferior team, four to one. Not great. Not great. Not great. All right. See how they did. Let's see. Go over the score. So the only goal that Celtic got was a goal by Lee Griffiths with 65 minutes into the get 65 minutes of play as the final score. And that would be the only goal they would get four to one Sparta Prague led. And it kind of, at this point, it looks like the European title or European title might be out of the question at this point. So not great for Celtic. Hmm. See, so then, yeah, yeah, we already went over this, yeah. And then, as we said, Alex Cora is coming back. Yeah, after I found out that I lost like six pounds, um, start playing that will be the show, and then I got a text from John Hay or a text notification of the news that John Haymans has reported that the Red Sox have decided to rehire Alex Cora. They kind of didn't make it sound like that, uh, that or the that Sam Flood, the guy that was uh in line behind of Alex Cora, was going to get it. But I don't know. It kind of made it sound like it was a close decision, but they decided to go with Cora, bring him back, rehire him. So very good. So AC is coming back. That's why we played Welcome Back with I'm shipping up to Boston at the beginning of the show. So yeah, Welcome Back. So he is back as the new Red Sox manager. And then the press conference they made, um, he says he's glad he was glad to be back. Um, he did say he did say that he did deserve the punishment that he got with the whole Houston Astros signed stealing scandal. But he was totally clear from here. I also love it too how like some other Red Sox fans have said that, oh, I don't want this guy back. He's a cheater. He's a cheater. Well, you know what? He didn't really do it here in Boston. They did do an investigation on the Red Sox, but they found out there was no wrongdoing whatsoever with the 2018 Red Sox, even though they did get some penalties uh, handed down to them. But still, no wrongdoings, nothing compared to what the Houston Astros did in 2017, which he was a part of. Yeah, and let's and let's credit where it's due. He should not have done that in Houston, and that was very shameful. But you know what? He did do it here in Boston. And you know what? Let's welcome back. You know what? He also gives us Red Sox fans hope. After literally almost a year of no hope, after trading Mookie Betts away and just having the awful season that we had this past 2020, he gives us hope. He can bring another one of those World Series championships back to Boston. And we have seen it done before. But then you said that the yeah, you know what? They did yes, they found nothing. Wrong with the 2018 World Series. That was one legitly and clean. Please stop saying that as unlegit. Yeah, 
the Astros title was illegit. Yeah. All right. So welcome back, AC. All right. Then uh, Chelsea football on Saturday or last Saturday played Sheffield United back in the inter- our English Premier League play, and they blew out us. Uh, Chelsea football, the chip blew out uh, uh, Sheffield United, so very good. So another English Premier League win. So let's see. So basically goals from Tammy Abraham with 23 minutes since the game. Ben Chin- Chin- Chilwell, 34 minutes. Tayo Silva with 77 minutes into the game. And Timo Warner with 80 minutes into the game. Four to one, uh, Chelsea wins. So very good. They increase their lead. Well, let's see. Right, and currently, right now, they are still fifth in the English Premier League. Leicester is ahead. Wow. Oh, so Liverpool's not winning. Oh, that's a shame. I'm mad at Liverpool because. Red Sox ownership has claims that too, and I feel like that's the reason why we had to uh, get rid of Mookie so we can get over the luxury checks because I feel like they're using some of that money to fund their other uh, sports team, Liverpool soccer. Yes, Liverpool football. That's why I do not like Liverpool. They stink. They're the reason why the Red Sox have, yeah, I feel like, yeah. Like, that's another that's another topic for another episode. All right, Let's see how much time do we got? Do we got? Can we talk about a little bit about uh Clemson and Notre Dame? Hmm. I don't know. Maybe we can go to break. All right, we'll go to break and then come back and talk about uh Notre Dame and Clemson. How a great game and a historic win for Notre Dame football. As they knock off the number one team in the land in double overtime. To the point where fans, the student body section, are rushing the field, even in these COVID-19 times, to celebrate a very historic win. And probably the first one first one against a number one team since 1993. Since I was a little baby. Or just a little uh, one-year-old. Yeah, a little toddler, yes. <laughs> Which I have no concept. Yeah, I had no concept at the time of football. Yeah. All right, don't go anywhere. All right, we are back. 1993 was the last time Notre Dame football ever beat anyone number one in the country. And that was against Florida State on believe let's see let's Let's go to football yeah i believe it was 1993 i was a little toddler at the time had no concept the time i was one years old yeah a little baby 27 years ago they knocked off florida state in a very classic if i say classic game of college football a 31-230 win. Come on. So, yeah. 
Here we are. Coach Lou Holtz was the coach of that season. The great Lou Holtz. Anyone better than New anyone better who was better than Newt Rockney was Lou Holtz. Let's see. All right. Schedule and results. We're looking this up on a college football reference. Yeah, so it's on sportsreference.com. So basically we're come on. Oh, here we go. Here we go. All right, here we go. All right. So let's see. It was November the 13th. Oh, so it was literally 27 years ago yesterday. Huh. Yeah, a fir- oh, so we were wrong about the score, 31 to 24. So, yeah. So, yeah, they were undefeated and they knocked off the best team in the land in Florida State, the Florida Seminoles at Notre Dame, one at home. And also, they also stormed the field on that too, but there was no COVID at the time. Yeah, there was no COVID 19 or pandemic going on at the time. Yeah. So, a very historic win. And I wonder, I'm telling you this because last Saturday, Notre Dame took on a number number one team in the land, and a team that has been or program since that Florida State game has been criticized, ridiculed by the national media as a team that could not get it done in high leverage games. But you know what? They came and delivered on this November night, last Friday, last Saturday night, in double overtime. As Notre Dame knocks off Clemson, down goes Clemson, down goes Clemson as they beat Clemson in double overtime, 47-40 as the student fan section stormed the field just like they did 27 years ago. And, yeah, a historic win for the Notre Dame Fighting Irish in South Bend. So, yeah, very good. A very historic win. Cheer, cheer for a Notre Dame. Wake up the echoes cheering her name. Send a volley cheer on high. Do, 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 do. All right. So let's get on the score summary. So right from the get-go, when Notre Dame got the ball, um, on the second play, Calvin Williams ran for 60, 65 yards for the touchdown, capped off by a Jonathan Dort kick. With to make it seven nothing Notre Dame, and then Jonathan Door hit a uh, twenty four yard field goal to make it ten nothing Notre Dame. Then Clemson got on the board by a Cornell Powell a fifty fifty three yard pass from a uh, DJ Uliungalele. I hope I said that name right. Capped off by a Potter kick, make it ten to seven free point or free points Notre Dame led. Then Jonathan Door kicked to start off the second quarter second quarter. To make it 13 to 7 Notre Dame. Then Potter got on the board for Clemson to make it 10 or to make it 13 to 10 Notre Dame. And then Jeremiah Osakoromora uh fumbled the ball. Well, actually he ripped it out of the hands of uh um ATN. Like basically he basically just went up to him and said, Thank you, I'll be taking this ball. Thank you very much, and rush it in for the for the touchdown for the fumble. So yeah, to make it 20 to 10 Notre Dame led. And then capped off by a Jonathan Door kick. Uh, then Jonathan Door got a 45-yard field goal to make it 23 to 10 Notre Dame. And then Clemson started getting back into the game 
Um, Pot first off to uh, end the in the first half. Potter got a 45-yard field goal to make it 23 to 13. Notre Dame still led. Then the third quarter, Potter got a 46-yard field goal to make it 23 to 16. Notre Dame, or and then uh, Davis Allen caught a caught a 10-yard pass from DJ Uliungalele to that capped off by a uh, Potter kick to make it 23 the 23 tie ball game. Then Jonathan Doerr got the Irish back on the lead, but by three. As he hits a 44-yard field goal to make it 26 to 23, Notre Dame, and then Clemson, yeah, basically a kick by Jonathan Door or kick by a B or BT Potter, 30-yard or 30-yard field goal, make it 26 to 26 tie game, and then Travis ATN got a free yard, uh, ran for three yards to uh, score or to score himself, and. Capped off by a Potter field goal to make it 33 to 26. Clemson led, and you fought. Here we go again. Once again, Notre Dame cannot come up in the big situations and against top rank op- opponents like this. But not so fast. Not so fast. With three minutes and 33 seconds left in the game into regulation, Ian Book got everybody together and said, we will lead this offense down the field. And that's what they did. And that and that drive ended up with an Avery Davis four-yard run by Ian Book to the, that capped off by a Jonathan Dorr kick to tie the ball game 33 to 33. We're handing it over time, folks. And to begin with, uh, Clemson got the ball. They start off DJ Ongolele, um scored first with a one-yard run, capped off by a beat. BT Potter kick, make it 40, 44, or 40 to 33 Clemson. Then Notre Dame tied it up again. Kylan Williams run, free yard run, capped out by a John the door kick, make it 44 or make it 40 to 40. Tie ball game. Haynes says second overtime. And this is where Notre Dame proved everybody wrong. Kyron Williams ran for free yard run to make it a uh, capped out by a John the door kick. To make it 47 to 40, Notre Dame led, and they basically held Clemson on the last drive. Did not basically sacked Uli Ungalele, blocked their passes to the point where it was ball game over. Notre Dame capped off the win. This is where the final score would stand. The fans rushed the field, and it was glorious. I don't even care that it we have COVID. You know what? People are celebrating. We're in the streets Saturday night, or that Saturday night, celebrating Joe Biden's possible victory as president. And we're getting on these poor kids who are having, who are just experienced the greatest football game in their lives and just let them celebrate. Yeah, there are a lot of people that came after them about that. Like, you're doing this in a time we're coming. Well, you guys were out there celebrating possibly, maybe possibly Joe Biden's victory celebration, but you're getting on these poor kids. We're witnessing the greatest football game ever in this program's history. So let them celebrate. I mean, and we did find out today that there was literally no positive test hey into today's game. So suck on that. <laughs> suck on that. Yeah. Sorry, I shouldn't have said that, but you know what? I'm just, yeah. yeah. Even their president came out. Oh, I'm very disappointed in, yeah. 
I'm very disappointed in our student body sec student body span section. Well, you went to a function wearing no max, so yeah. But that was after the fact. You still so done? Yeah, really. Yeah, I told my mom that she was like, really, yeah, not really happy. Yeah, that he actually came out and said something about it. Yeah. So, yeah. I felt like in the overtime games, especially late in the game, the refs, I mean, the AC refs, and they were even bad in today's game against uh, Boston College. Yeah. They were bad. Like, like they were taking their time to decide, uh, what, 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 what should we call? What should we call? And, like, every time that they got a touchdown, each team got a touchdown, especially Notre Dame in overtime in last game, they had to say, well, this previous touchdown was under review. He was clearly in. They're trying to they're trying to appease Dabo Sweeney. If you don't know who Dabo Sweeney Dabo Sweeney is, he's the coach of a Clemson football program. So yes, they're trying to please Dabo, yeah, or appease Dabo. Yeah. If you don't know what appeasing is, please go look it up. Yeah, appeasement is basically just uh, bowing out and basically giving letting people walk over you. That's my that's my definition of it. Piece in them. That's basically you're just letting someone just walk over you, just because they have more power and are are threatened to beat you up if you don't follow their yeah. Oh yeah, great win for Notre Dame. First one against a number one ranked opponent since 1993. Since I was a little toddler, yes. So that's how long Notre Dame has not beaten a number one team since then. So and it was glorious. As a 20-year-old man, it was glorious. This was my version of Florida State versus Notre Dame, and it was glorious. Glorious, glorious. Yeah. All right. So next day, Celtic football got back into Scottish Premier League play, and they got back to their winning ways as they beat Motherwell in a 4-1 to victory. So very good, very good. So they got back at Celtic Park and beat Motherwell, a team that they had to beat because Motherwell is not really great. Nope, they are not. Let's see. Celtic football. All right. So goals by uh, – actually, three goals by Muhammad Ensinoe with eight minutes into the game, 27 minutes into the game, and 56 minutes left in the game. And then uh, Oliver uh, Meacham got a goal with 86 minutes into the game. So basically as time was winding down, so very good. Um, so it was a 2-1 game into the second half. Um, Motherwell's uh, Gallagher got a goal, so that kind of got me a little, oh, my God, what are we doing? What are we doing? No, stop. <laughs> Get a win. I mean, seriously, our chances of winning the, even the Scottish League and making it 10 in a row – are now starting to look slim. Yeah. Stop. Win. Get a win against these guys. These guys stink. But they that but that's where the final score would stand. Four to one. Chelsea or uh, Celtic football wins against Motherwell. So very good. That would be that their teams and Chelsea's uh, last games because this week uh, there was no matches because it was a interle or a international league play or international. Uh, play so basically all the all the players are going back to their respective countries and playing for their national teams for uh interleague and uh like stuff like World Cup and uh Olympic play and stuff like that. So yeah. 
All right, so Gonzaga men's basketball. Here's some news. So um, they have been ranked number one in the AP poll, so very good. So the best team in the land preseason poll. Very good. Very good for the Gonzaga Bulldogs. All right. And we should have mentioned this, too. So um, we do have their schedule, and this looks like this should be – oh, no. Be their um, actual regular season schedule. It is kind of like uh, – you know how college uh, football has been doing, like the only conference play and a little bit some – non-conference play. So Gonzaga basketball is doing the same thing too. They're doing a knock or conference only and a little bit some non-conference play. All right. Let's get into that. No, no, I don't want to go to Amazon. I want to go to the actual Gonzaga men's basketball team website. All right. Here we are. Load. Go. Here we are. All right. Here we are. Here's their schedule. So they play some non-conference games. They play against uh, Kansas on November the 26th on Thursday. So on Fox. All right. And then uh, Auburn the next day. And then uh, they play against uh, Baylor on CBS in Indianapolis. And then, let's see, a few other teams, too. Oh, they add some few other teams, too. So, uh, Trevallian State. Who are those guys? Southern. Northern Arizona. Idaho. Iowa. Let's see. Northwestern State, Dixie Who are Dixie? Who's Dixie State? Okay, these are f- okay. These are fake names. All right. Well, I think that's might be conference play. Hold on. No, that's not a conference game. Okay, good. And then they play mostly uh West Coast conference teams. So like San Francisco, Santa Clara, Portland, um, Pepperdine, St. Mary's. Pacific, San Diego, Loyola, Marymount, Brigham Young. See, uh, yeah, that's about it. Yeah, that's their schedule. And conference play starts on January the second, Saturday. Yeah, a bu- you know who of uh, two former uh, Boston Celtics Hall of Famers used to play at uh, San Francisco and won a couple of national titles there. Yes, Bill Russell. And uh, Casey Jones, both teammates, won some national titles together. I also had a buddy that I was a teammates with over at Harlem Baseball that played baseball there, too. Yeah. Oh, Frank Walasek. So we also got news this week, too, that starting next week or this week, the Patriots and Gillette Stadium will not have any fans in attendance for the rest of the year. So not great for Patriots fans. But at this rate, since how the Patriots have been playing lately, don't can you blame them? Yeah. All right, so Patriots news. So it looks like, folks, after four-game losing streak, the Patriots have finally got a dub. They finally got a dub against the not-too-great New York Jets, but it was kind of a close one. It should have been a blowout, but... A win's a win, and we will take it. We will take it. 
Yeah. I will take any win, even if it's a one-point win in overtime. I will take it. Or something like that. Or something, yeah. I will take a win in overtime. Yeah. Just to end this losing streak. <clears throat> All right. So in the first quarter on Sunday Night Football, so the Jets got on the board first with a field goal by Sergio Castillo, 35-yarder to make it 3-0 New York Jets lead. Then Cam Newton ran for five-yard run, capped off by Nick Folk kick to make it 7-3 Patriots lead. Then the Jets got on the board of Rashad Perryman, ran for a 50-yard pass from Joe Flacco, Capped off by Castillo kick to make it 10-7 Jets lead. Then Castillo got them three more points with a 50-yard field goal to make it 13-7 Jets lead. Then Nick Folt got a Nick Folk got a 45-yard field goal to make it a, a three-point game. 13-3 or 13-2 or 13-10 Jets still lead. Jamison Crowder, he's on a few of my fantasy teams, ran for a 22 or had a 22 or 20-yard pass. From Joe Flacco, capped off by a Castillo kick to make it 20-10 Jets lead. And looks like, folks, it almost looked like the Jets were going to beat the Patriots. But the Patriots still found a way to or uh, found a way to hold on. Rex Burkhead ran for one yard or had a one-yard run, capped off by Nick Folk kick to make it 20-17. Jets still lead, but by three. Then Brashid Perryman. Had a, had a 15 yard pass from Joe, Joe Flacco, capped up by Castillo kick to make it 27 to 17 Jets lead. And that's, I thought that was going to be the end, but not so fast, folks. Not so fast. As the Patriots in the fourth quarter really turned it on. Nick, first off, uh, Nick Fold capped off a uh, drive with a 29 yard uh, field goal to make it 27 to 20 Patriots led. Then Cam Newton, a guy that we've been criticizing the entire year as being a non-winning quarterback, well, he found a way to try to win this one for his team as Cam Newton ran for a one-yard pass, capped off by Nick Folk kick to make it 27-27 with literally time winding down. Then the Jets couldn't do anything on their drive. Then the Patriots, Cam Newton got them to at least field goal range, and with time Taking down to zero, zero, zero. Nick Folt hit a 51-yard field goal. Patriots win. Patriots win. The four-game losing streak is over. It is over, folks. As the Patriots win, 30 to 27 against the New York Jets. So awesome. Very good. Very good. But still not great that we kind of fought with a historically god-awful New York Jets team. Yes, they are very historically not great. <laughs> they are awful. Yeah, there's no reason why we should have, like, blew them out. But that's kind of how the Patriots season is. And at this point, I'm glad to take any win. I I mean, at this point, I really don't care if they blow them out. I don't care if they have a close game. Just find a way to win. At this point, I just want to find a way to at least be at 500 and be at least have a shot of getting into that last spot in the postseason. That one, that six or seven seed at this point. Yeah. Just find a way to get into the postseason. 
and just at least have a shot at, because anything can happen in the postseason at this point. And then this week, we said goodbye to um, a legend as a Celtic, as a Boston Celtic, as former Celtic player, head coach, and TV and radio broadcaster Tommy Heinsohn passed away at the age of 86, I believe. I believe it's 86. I could be wrong. Well, he was in his 80s. Let's see. 19, 20. Yeah, 86. I was right. All right. So I was right. I just wanted to make sure. Just wanted to make sure. All right. So he uh, died at 86. Very sad. And there was nobody that big of a homer and that proud to be part of the Boston Celtics franchise like Tommy Heinsohn. Like legendary calls and even calling players like Walter McCarty. Walter. Walter. Yeah, and even he came, he played college bas or uh college basketball at Holy Cross at uh that uh one of the Catholic schools in Boston. Yeah. So that was pretty great. I mean, great that he basically had spent his entire career with the Boston Celtics. So rest in peace, Tommy. We will miss you, especially as a broadcaster. A lot of people my age. Don't remember the player and the coach. I mean, I do remember him as a player and the coach, mainly just because I studied the history of the Boston Celtics. I mean, I'm not saying that I saw him play or coach. Yeah, I wasn't even born yet when he played and coach. But still, I re- but still, I know that he played as a Boston Celtic, won a few titles with them, and he even won a few t- uh, titles as a coach. Got them a few titles back in the 70s as a coach. Yeah. And he got to see them um, – Win a few titles as a broadcaster, especially the last one, 2008. He's a TV broadcaster. Yeah. But he will be missed. And yeah, very sad news. Yeah. All right. And then there was news today, or news uh, three days ago, that uh, High and Bloom doesn't really expect, expect Chris Sale to be ready for the start of the 2021 season. But he is confident that he will be eventually pitched this season. Yeah. But he won't start out pitching this season. Yeah. So he won't be on the opening day roster. Which kind of stinks. I thought MLB Network was uh, t- didn't know what they were talking about. But I feel like they knew something that we didn't know. Because they didn't have Chris Sale on the Red Sox starting rotation when they were talking about uh, Alex Cora coming back and the roster that, that he might be dealing with. <coughs> Yeah. And then uh, there was other news, too, that uh, Erod, while on MLB Network Radio, said he's now 100% ready for the 2021 season. At least we'll have him back. Yeah. And then the Red Sox did sign somebody to uh, a minor league deal. Hopefully he might be, at least for the beginning of the season, might be in the starting rotation. Uh, um, Kevin McCarthy? Yeah. So, yeah, he used to be a pitcher for uh, the Kansas City Royals on their starting rotation. So, there might be something in there if Chris Hill doesn't really come back in time for our opening day. There might be a or a spot there on the starting rotation for him, McCarthy. And then another Hall of Famer died this week, uh, Paul Harong. Who used to? Who was the 1956 Heisman Trophy winner for Notre Dame and a legendary Green Bay Packer? And the reason why 
He got banned from the NFL for gambling. Yeah, he was actually betting on his own team. Yeah, to win. But yeah, he died this week. I believe it was yesterday. So rest in peace, Paul Harong. Yeah. So yeah, I kind of do. I do remember him because I st- when I was studying nerding football or like learning about the history of the program, his name usually popped up with the Heisman Trophy winners. A legend and a great figure, although he did have some gambling pop problems. That's why he got banned from the NFL. <laughs> um. So yeah, rest in peace to him. And then Notre Dame, let's see. They played Boston College, but let's see. Because the last time, as I said, the last time Florida State, or they beat a number one team, Florida State in 1993, the next week they played Boston College, and they lost on the field goal, and in their uh, spot as the number one team, and their undefeated streak, kind of, yeah, and in their chance of winning a national title in 1993. Would Boston College today do the same thing 27 years ago? All right. We'll find out. But first, we're not going to break. All right. We are back. All right. So we're getting close to wrapping up the show. So let's see. So Notre Dame played Boston College today. And I don't know. I felt like I was listening to uh, Barstool's uh, – Unnecessary roughness, and they were talking about how Dave Portnoy. I was also watching the Sparsel College football show today, this morning before I started anything. Um, and Dave Portnoy, and I do like Dave Portnoy. I that I do love Barstool Sports. I do love that. I feel like that's far the one of the reasons why I got into podcasting. I've seen how some of these podcasters were having so much fun talking about sports and having a grand old time. I thought maybe we could do that. Yeah, maybe we could do that. But I totally, totally disagree with Dave Portnoy on this. So apparently today and Friday, I heard that Dave Portnoy said that uh, um, that he believed that Boston College would beat Notre Dame in this game. Maybe because 27 years ago, Notre Dame beat the number one ranked team in the nation against Florida State, as we said many times. And then the previous week, they uh, faced Boston College and lost as Nerd or uh, Boston College came back and won on a field goal, ending Notre Dame's chance as a national championship season. Yeah, and he was thinking, he was quoting Bob Marley by saying that history does repeat itself. Would history repeat itself twenty-seven years later? We'll see. It, but it looked like. It would not happen. But there were some times in the game where I thought, oh, my God, this is going to happen again. After 27 years later, this is going to happen again. And there were some times where or Boston College did find a way to make it a little bit of an interesting game. And I was kind of getting a little mad, too, because I thought, I thought, too, if we lose a game ever this season, there goes our shot at the national championship. And I want to see this happen. I want to see Notre Dame win a national title in football. Something that I haven't seen ever before in my life, and I want to see it happen. And it looked like that hope is still alive as Notre Dame beats and holds out Boston College, a tough this year Boston College, by the score of 45-31. to 31. Let's get into it. All right. 
So in the first drive, Notre Dame got to the red zone but did not do nothing. Jonathan Doerr capped it off with a 23-yard field goal to make it 3-0 Notre Dame. Then Boston College got on the board from a touchdown by former Notre Dame transfer Phil Jakovic. Who of uh, remember that name? Remember Phil Jakovic? Remember him? So now he's now the QB for Boston College. As it threw to a Zay Flowers for a 40-yard pass, capped off by a Burhimi kick to make it 7-3 BC led. Then 10-3 BC led as a Burhimi hit a 43-yard or 41-yard field goal to make it 10-3 BC. But then Notre Dame got on the board again, tied it up as a Ian Book threw to a Ben Sharonic to make it for a 10-yard pass, capped up by John Thor kick. Tied ball game 10-10. Then the second quarter, Boston College got on a goal with a field goal by Buhimi, Burhimi, Burmini, 31-yard field goal to make it 13-10 Boston College. Then Notre Dame got on the board as Sebo Flemister ran for two yards, capped off by Jonathan North kick to make it 17-13 Notre Dame led. And then Ian Book once again threw Ben Sharonic. For a 13-yard pass to make it capped off by John the door kick to make it 24 to 13 Notre Dame led. And then Boston College started making their way back as Burhimi ran for a 35-yard field goal to make it 24-16 uh Boston or Notre Dame led. And then 31-16 Notre Dame led as Ian Book threw to a uh Ben Sharonic for seven for seven yards, capped off by John the door kick. As we head into halftime, 31 to 16, Notre Dame led. Then the third quarter, Notre Dame added on to their lead again as Sebo Flemister ran for a one yard run to make it capped off by John the door kick to make it 38 to 16, Notre Dame led. And this is where the national broadcasts were getting on. Oh, it looks like Boston College might be coming back. They might be coming back. As uh, David Bailey ran for a three yard run. Capped up by a Bohemi kick to make it 38 to 23. Boston College led at the end of the third quarter. Then Ian Book ran for six yards. He took it in himself to the end zone. Capped up by John the door kick to make it 45 to 23. Notre Dame led. And then Hunter Long caught a uh, pass from Phil Chakovic for eight yards. Capped off by a two yard or capped off by a two point conversion to, by uh, Travis Leahy. Or Levy make it 45 to 31. Notre Dame led, but that's where the final score would stand. As Notre Dame held on for the win, they're still undefeated. They are 8 0 to start the year. And sorry, Dave Portnoy, but you're wrong about this one. Yeah. Notre Dame led, and they basically did not repeat history as they won against Boston College 45 to 31. But they kind of gave you a little bit of a heart attack because you fought, yes. History could be repeating itself in this game at some points in the game. And the refs in this game, too, were awful. Yes, they took, they just, yeah. Here's the thing. And a lot of them were bad calls on Notre Dame. A lot of them were, oh my. They really are trying to find a way to have Notre Dame lose. Yeah. But yeah, they took, like, they would have, like, these group conferences with each other, and they would took forever. Like, a simple penalty. A simple penalty. They took forever to decide, well, what should we do? Should we call this against Notre Dame? 
<laughs> ACC refs, figure it out. Figure it out. <laughs> figure it out. Don't tell us how to do our job. <laughs> I'm a, okay. You don't. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. So that's it for the week. Now, as I said, only Notre Dame football today. And we're like, well, the only this week's. Well, there were some stuff. Yeah, I'm sorry. I meant to say that. So the next game is tomorrow for Patriots football. They take on the Rams. Or not the Rams, sorry. The Ravens on Sunday Night Football. Long day, yeah. The Ravens. So they take on the Baltimore Ravens on Sunday Night Football at Gillette Stadium with no fans. Once again, yeah. No fans in the stands. Yeah. But yeah. So as we said, we're going to not do uh, the book. We're going to put the book league standings list on hold because I got a couple of books I pre-ordered coming their way. And I'm planning to add them onto the list. We're playing, we're playing on expanding. Yeah, we'll just keep on expanding. Yeah. We're even going to add some. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe we might not. I mean, we'll still like do like a book report, but yeah. Right now, I am kind of reading a book right now too, about uh called the Bloody Field, which is uh, about uh an incident in Irish uh in Irish uh war for independence that uh is gonna like curtails to the one hundredth anniversary that's gonna happen on Saturday next Saturday on the twenty first. So yeah, we're gonna be ready for that. So yeah, we're gonna talk about that. We might have to do a little bit of something. At the end of the episode, might play some music about that particular incident. We'll talk about that too. Yeah. So we are going to get back into fancy uh, sports. We are going to get back into fancy sports. So, fancy basketball, at least for Yahoo Fancy, has returned. It has returned. All right. So we decided to do six teams. Yes, we'll do six teams for Yahoo Fancy and for ESPN Fancy. Yes, and these are all free leagues, so don't worry if I'm yeah. be financially worried about me. All right. So one show is called the Ringer NBA Team, which is named after the Ringer NBA podcast show. Um, another team is called Podrick Pierce, named after one of the 1916 Easter Rising Rebels. Or leaders, Podrick is a uh, basically Gaelic for a uh, Patrick, so basically it's Patrick Pierce, but he used the Gaelic spelling as Podrick. Podrick Pierce, yeah. Then uh, the average Joes are bringing that team back. Remember that the average Joes. A story behind that is um, I was trying to get fancy registered for fancy basketball, but it acted like, oh, I'm sorry, we're still working on that. Come back later. I thought today's the day. Today's the day we can register. What are you doing? And we're at this time. So where are we? I thought, okay, they are really trying to screw us. They are trying to screw the common man, the average Joe. But then we found out that it, they eventually, yeah, they got fixed. And so we decided to add, talk. Well, we're going we're gonna to say, call the team. Kemba is better than Kyrie, but we ran out of room. So we decided, you know what, after our little tire, my little tire age incident, and saying the whole common man and the whole uh, average Joe's, I thought, I'll just call it the average Joe's. And we used the logo from the average Joe's gym from uh, Dodgeball, if you're wondering, yeah. Then we got another team called the South Park Warriors, named after my favorite TV show, South Park. 
Then we named a team called KG or KG or KG is the goat or KG's the goat or something like that. Yeah, K, KG's the goat. Named after Kevin Garnett. Then after uh, then we got another team called Compost Ferrets, which is named after a character from a British TV show that I kind of like called uh, the Last of the Summer Wine. There was a character on there, kind of like a hobo or kind of scruffy looking character named Compo Seminite who basically carried around ferrets with him in his pocket. It was kind of funny. Yeah, he's kind of a funny dude. He's one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah, just an up, upbeat dude. It's just like nothing let him down and stuff like that, but he was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, that was actually one of the longest running TV show, British TV shows ever. It started in like 1973, 1972, ended in 2010. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So, fantasy football. Let's see how we're doing Yahoo Fantasy. All right. For Mr. Garrison or Mr. Garrison 2020. Um, so, right now we're three and six, ninth in, ninth in a 10 league team so not really great and right now we are losing to a zeke show f2 uh seven to nothing so not great then kellerman is a kellerman's a schmuck um let's see sorry about that but i do not like max kellerman i feel like he is a yeah he is a douche i do not like him sorry but that's my opinion all right, so right now they are one and eight, or we're one and eight on this team, twentieth of twenty teams, so last team in the league, so not great. And right now, right now they're winning. Right now, uh, seven point three to nothing to my balls, Zach Serks, Zach Serks. All right, let's see. So the Cascio Squadron, we brought that back. So currently right now this year, they're not really having the season that they had last year as they're now two and seven and in last place in their league. So not great. And currently right now they're losing to the Titans nine to nothing. So not great. <clears throat> so O'Connell Street. So that's the team that's named after uh, the GPO, like related to the Easter Rising so, at the time, it was called Sackville Street, but now it's called O'Connell Street. <clears throat> Named after the Irish uh, orator, uh, Daniel O'Connell. So, now they're 2-7 and seven and 11th out of, so second to last in their league. So, 11th in a 12th team league. So, not great. And currently, right now, they're losing the Snyder to Y Banana for a team. 7 and nothing. <clears throat> so not great. All right, Dobby, um, named after a character from a Netflix TV show that I like. So they're six and or three and six, tenth in a twelve-team league. So not great. So third of last. All right, but right now they're leading to O and D. Uh, 28 to 28.50 to nothing. So very good. All right. So going deep, named after the Barstool uh, football podcast I listen to, NFL podcast. Um, so they're three and six and ninth in a 12-team league. All right. So a little bit better. 
All right, so they are now winning against uh, Eric's expert team, 11.90 to nothing. Yeah. All right, so Brady's the GOAT. Right now they are uh, 1-8 and eight and in 10th of a 12-league team, so not great. And currently right now they're losing to Michael's team, 13 to nothing. So let's see. And this last team for <clears throat> the league or for Yahoo, um, James Conley, named after one of the 1916 Easter Rising leaders. They are seven and two, and third of a ten league team. So better than mo- better than both the, all the teams in the league in this league right now. But right now they're losing the Jefferson Blue Jays, sixteen point ten to nothing. But they do have a better chance of winning. Um, at least, at least hoping tomorrow. My name is James Conley. <clears throat> All right. All right. So ESPN fancy. All right. So Yahoo. So Billy Billy is playing Americans team, and they are five and four in their league. And they're playing America's team, and they're scoreless right now. Bobby Boucher's are playing uh, are five and four, and are playing a uh, new recruit six, and they're winning twenty nine point nine or twenty two point nine to nothing. Then Joe Exotic for president is a uh, four for five and playing team D or team T, and are scoreless zero zero. Declan Harps are a uh, four and five and are playing team. Sid or Sid Ho won and our scoreless one nothing. I hate rats are four and five and are playing team Bailey and our scoreless zero zero. Alright. We're still here are three and six are playing uh team Sadwick uh and our scoreless zero zero. The Eric Cartmans, named after a character from South Park. Are playing the or uh, two and seven and are playing uh, Jack Meister, catcher. I can't pronounce that, but they're winning right now, eight to nothing against that particular team. All right, and the New England Toms sadly are uh, one and eight and are playing Team Ness and what are scoreless right now? So there's no score at the report there. All right, so. I did want to pronounce or uh, present something a little bit newer to this uh, podcast. All right, so it's we have been doing some video gaming um, recently, so I decided to uh, do um, video gaming for MLB the Show, uh, NBA Two K Twenty, so MLB the Show Twenty and NBA Two K Twenty. Madden NFL 18, EA, EA NHL 19, and then uh, FIFA 19 and 18. So, yeah. So, franchise modes for the Red Sox, Celtics, Patriots, Bruins, Celtic football, and Chelsea football. So, we don't have, like, an NCAA one because, yeah, they decided to not make any of those anymore. At least they're trying to bring it back, though. Here you are. Red Sox fancy for or Red Sox uh 
franchise mode for MLB The Show 20. So right now they play the Blue Jays for game one of 162 and won that game 2-0. Chris Sale came out there and he basically just like pitched like really stellar inning. He struck out 17 and the Red Sox offense came through at least to help him out with the win. J.D. Martinez homered and Tristan Vasquez homered to make it a 2-0 Red Sox win over the Blue Jays. So they're now 1-0. For uh, Red Sox baseball, or for uh, Boston Celtics basketball, for uh, the 2019-2020 season, um, they played uh, the Philadelphia 76ers to open the season, and it wasn't really a great game, folks. Don't let the final score beat you. It was not really great for me. I played awful. And the Celtics lost in their opening game against the 76ers, 119 to 103. So they're now 1-0, so not great. All right. So the Patriots for Madden NFL. So the Patriots open up the 2017 season with a win. Yes, this is 2017 season. I play in older games, too. So they beat the Kansas City Chiefs, a Patrick Mahomeless Kansas City Chiefs, and they won that game 30 to nothing. Start the season off 1 0 at home at Gillette Stadium. So a very good win to cap it off. All right. So the Bruins played the Washington Capitals to open up the 2018 2019 season, and they lost. Uh, so, not a great win against the defending Stanley Cup champion. Washington Capitals, as they lost the game three to one or three three to two, and they start the year off oh one oh one and oh so not great not great so not very great. Washington Capitals, All right, and then Celtic football played against uh, Dundee or Dundee or Dundee FC, start off the 2018-2019 season. And it was a blowout. 26 to 1 to start Scottish or 26 to 1. Yes. 26 to 1. As Celtic football beat uh to or beat or beat uh, see crap. I'm lost. My my mind's running. Uh beat uh Or beat Dundee United uh one nothing. Or well beat Dundee United twenty six to one. Reached their record to one and oh. Well on. Did we do Chelsea? Oh we did oh day, day, day. we did. We played uh Burnsley to start off the 2017-2018 season. And they beat Burnsley um five nothing to start off their year uh one and oh, so very good, very good. So awesome. So technically to start off with, my teams for video gaming are four and two. Four and two. Yeah. So very good. Yeah. All right. I feel like that'll about do it for the show. I've basically talked long enough and it's getting late. Kind of start time to wrap it up. All right. So thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for giving this opportunity to share and keep doing what I love. Subscribe, rate, and review on Apple iTunes. Give us a five-star review if you can. Follow the show on Twitter at Podcast Royal. Then follow my personal Twitter page at JunkyardDog92. We'll have that in the details of the episode. And send us DMs if you want to like have our have those questions read. 
on the show, and we'll answer them. And then follow the show on Instagram at uh, Royal Rooters1992, and also DM us there. And, excuse me, we'll have those DM or DMs read on the podcast at the end. And then uh, follow the show on Spotify, Apple, Google, Breaker, Overcast, Podcast, and Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast from. It doesn't matter to us. And with that being said, that about do it. All right, see you guys next week. Banyana. something to say there's a fear out there when it's coming your way don't let it stop you from living for what you were made it's not a dream it's a destiny blessed is he when the whole world listens to this mess in me there's a message inside what you get from me a little life little love that's a recipe so when the world is crashing down and you feel the weight on your shoulders try to pick it up but you're steady stacking the boulders every day's a gift never miss it getting older blessing in the struggle know that you're just on the road to a life you were born to live so i wake up every day and just give it what I'm born to give Everything in me and nothing less While this heart's still beating up inside my chest This is my day, this is my night This is my pain, this is my life This is what I was born to do Yeah, I was born to do Every new day, every new night Every new stage, every new fight This is what I was born to do Yeah, I was born to do
This is the new... Yo, free ads. <laughs> Go. Get. Pesky ads. No, I don't care. Go. Go. Samsung is... Oh. From four ninety nine. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Get all of you. Go. Go. I wanna wanna watch Dave Chappelle. Alright, so we got news uh this week that it looks like Boston College will have some uh Boston College hockey. Yeah, Boston College hockey is coming back starting next Friday. Yeah. Let's go over the schedule real quick. Yeah, I yeah, forgot to mention that recently. All right, Boston College Hockey. I hate Yahoo. I hate Yahoo Search. That's not what I wanted. All right. Boston College Hockey. <clears throat> All right. So recently they have now started to uh, had games. So very good. Or will not have games, but like decided to have some games starting Friday. So next Friday they will have games. I also saw that they're uh, doing a virtual reality or virtual uh, ceremony for their 2010-2011 uh, championship team so very good so their 10th anniversary way to do that and someone like that i'm kind of want to be an advocate for that because this year for north community basketball which i was a manager on the team for and that team went to state so this year would be our 10th anniversary reunion that's kind of a big deal i kind of want to see if north community can do something like that virtual ceremony or something like a virtual reunion get together Something like that because of the whole COVID-19 and all that stuff. I feel like none of us prepared for this. None of us expected this would happen. And, yeah, it's just a shame. There right. we are. So, Friday, they started, like, a two-game set against uh, New Hampshire. One home, one away. Then the same there, uh, Providence. on Then Providence, two-game set. On December the twenty seventh and twenty eighth, or December twenty seventh, twenty or November twenty seventh, twenty eighth, then December the fourth, they play December the fourth and fifth, they play UMass Lowell, then on December the eleventh and the twelfth, they play UConn, and then let's see, um, on or then on a Friday, or on a Jan or on January the eighth. And the ninth, they play uh, Northeastern um, away, and then uh, UMass on this on January the fifteenth and the sixteenth. So very good. So then Merrimack on the twenty second and twenty third, home and away. Then uh, two home against uh, Ver or uh, Vermont on the 29th and the twenty third. Then a home and away against uh, on February the third and or February the fifth and the sixth against New Hampshire. Then let's see, go down. Then a home away against uh, Boston U on February the 12th and the 13th. 
Yeah, so AOC's uh, school also was a uh, AOC. Yeah, not that I like AOC. I feel yeah, no. Um, but it used to be uh, Charlie McAvoy's uh, alma mater, Boston Bruin. That's his alma mater. Then uh, Providence and uh, Providence. Then uh, I can't talk. February the nineteenth and twentieth is against Providence, home and away. Then another game against Boston U. Home and away against on the twenty on the February twenty sixth and the twenty eighth, and then two away games on March the fifth and the sixth against Maine, all away. And that'll be about it for the regular season. So yeah, kind of the same thing they're doing. They're doing like a little bit non conference games, but mostly conference games. So yeah, so that's why I mean Boston College hockey is coming back. Sorry, we forgot to put this at the. In the episode, but we're going to do it now. Do a little like bonus ending to it. So sorry, forgot about that. It's just it dropped for us. Yeah, like we dropped the ball, but we will do some post game final scores starting Friday. So don't worry about that. We will do something about that on Friday. We will post the final scores on the Instagram and Twitter page. So don't worry about that. You will not be forgotten, Boston college hockey fans so don't worry sorry we did kind of drop the ball on this one we were planning on doing it talking about on the show but we just forgot just long week just a long week in general all right see you guys next week banana